Good evening, everyone. It's midnight again, and welcome to the film club after a few weeks off. My name is yeah. James, yeah. and as always, I'm here with my brother, Dave. What's it's up? been a fucking minute, brother. What yeah. has been going on in your life? <laughs> uh, working mostly. Yeah. Uh, um, and then I think I wasn't able to record because I'd went to Nagoya. That's right. Yeah. And that's that's why we missed a week, I think. Oh no, I think you went to Nagoya last time, and then we did Water Boys. But I think work's just been kind of our enemy at the minute, really. Um, Maybe that was it. I don't remember that yeah. I was doing something that I had to do. <laughs> and like weekends are like sacred time because you got to plan and stuff. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I got another live show on Monday, so shit's been kind of weird, like uh, whack. You know what I mean? Just a bit everywhere. But finally, we can sit down. Yes. And continue with the Midnight Film Club's second season Sit in Asia. Sit down and throw up. <laughs> right, okay. Alright, so I've always wanted to do this movie. I've always wanted to do this movie, man. Ever since, I mean... Why did you do this to me? I don't know. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Are you some kind of sadist? Partly, but... <laughs> it's, it's, how do I explain this to you? It's This is a movie that kind of changed my view on Asian cinema in general because I had to study a lot of it in university and stuff, but I'll explain this in a bit. But when we were sitting down and, like, devising the plan for the season, like, doing, yeah. um, you know, five films in Japan and then the next one will probably be, I don't know, Hong Kong or Korea or something like that. Yeah, yeah. This, right. had, this had to be on the list because it's just... I wouldn't say revolutionary or whatever, but, like, it really did change a lot, especially when it came to, like, the horror genre. Right. And it influenced tons of shit. But um, you've just finished watching it, right? Yes. Like, not even... <laughs> right. Not even 10, 15 minutes ago. I think, like... <laughs> just for the viewers at home, okay? I have a treat, all right? I'm going to read the text messages that David frantically fucking texted me all the way through the movie. Okay. It was not really all the way through the movie. It was like the last like 30, 40 minutes. Okay, here we go. Just dead quick. Oh, let's do the podcast later tonight. Okay, from now I'll start watching. Dave, where did you watch it? Oh, never mind. I got it. I hope this movie doesn't fuck me up too much. Yeah, this movie going to fuck me up. I know it. <laughs> so then I text you. Turn the lights off. I'm in the dark. I can see where this movie is going. I already don't like what I think I'm going to be shown. Yeah, buckle up, dude. How bad is it on a scale of 1 to 10? Literally two minutes later. Oh, God. Wow. Oh, holy fuck. That fucking weird cut to the tongue. This is weird in a way I didn't expect. Is this psychological? What the fuck? <laughs> Did I take drugs before this second half? Can someone check on Takeshi Miike because Jesus... <laughs> Sorry to read it's this true. Wrong, but it's it's fucking... true. And then I just put, yeah, he's a fucking freak, mate. <laughs> to say, to, to put we'll, this We'll into, get like... to that part when we get to that part. Because, like, how can you not talk about that, that last, like, 40 minutes? He's done some weird shit as well. Aside oh, from yeah. this, like, um, Itchy the Killers one, where some guy wanks off on a plant. In the first, like, I mean, who does two minutes? <laughs> and then, like, um, visit a queue, which I turned off. 
couldn't watch it because mm. that's like some incestuous like movie about lactation and stuff. It's very strange. I don't know how huh. he kind of greenlights these movies, to be honest. I don't think he's completely sane. But in terms of, you know, because this is practically like at the time mainstream well, I wouldn't really say mainstream Japanese horror, but like it's incredibly well known, and it like yeah, well now it is thrusts it. Yeah, it's kind of cult now, I guess. But um, he's done some weird shit, and I checked oh, to yeah. see if this guy was married, and I didn't see any information. About it. Not <laughs> more, he's he, not. he comes back from the office, and he's like, "Babe, I've got an idea for a movie, and it's about um, lactation." And she just goes, blah, 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 blah. and then he eats the sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I got a new, new movie <laughs> idea. <laughs> Dude, Mike-san, stop it. Get some help. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Right. I, um, you know what? I don't, think, I don't think there's anyone on this planet that is able to help him anymore. I just want to kind of ask a very personal question because you're 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 still kind of reeling from the experience of this. Mine was a week ago um, when I managed uh. to sit down and see it, and yeah, it bothered me for a few days. Um, and I've seen it a few times, which I'll get to. But how do you feel now, just after watching it, without diving into the the uh, of it? How did it make you feel? How did it make you feel? Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say hungry, but that's irrelevant to the movie. (laughs) Fuck it. I'll never eat chicken soup again in my life, man. You know what I mean? (laughs) That was more like a corn potage. No, 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 don't, dude. I love corn potage. Stop it. Like a clam chowder. (laughs) Ah, Stop it. All of these soups. I want to have, like, fucking flashbacks to that scene. Like maybe a broccoli cheese. Oh, bro. Don't say bisque, please, because I love bisque. (laughs) i'll have the bisque but (laughs) the next time i eat bisque i just like wear that fucking cone you know what i mean like unshi and andalou um right dave can you introduce the name of your new favorite movie (laughs) (laughs) all right well uh apparently i've been told that my new favorite movie is audition audition um if there is a trailer can we roll there, it there is a trailer all right we will roll it i don't know what it's gonna have in it just <laughs> it'll, it'll definitely be in japanese i assume but enjoy enjoy here it is
All right. Okay. Um, okay, so this was made. What a great trailer. Yeah, exactly. I, I, just before we get into it, um, with the past two movies we've done in Japan, mm-hmm. it was like 1999 and 2001, right? And this is yes. also a 1999 movie. It was kind it of like is. a renaissance of like really popular Japanese cinema, like new wave cinema around this right, time. Right, in like right. that that early 2000s, late 90s period. Yeah, and it's it's actually based on a novel, which I didn't know about, by uh, Murakami, Murakami Ryu, right? Um, yes, I had read about it. I have not read the novel, but I have read about it. Yeah, and uh, directed by The Freak. <laughs> so okay, say. here's the thing, right? <laughs> I can give I can give Takeshi Miike a little bit more slack because he's basing it off of some other fucked up dude's work. Absolutely, but like I'm basing on <laughs> basing it on like most of the movies I've seen of his. I did like One Miss Call. That is a decent Japanese horror. Like in terms of just um, it's not too shocking like this or Visitor Q or I think like. Uh, Ichi the Killer, I mean, of course. He did Gozu as well, which this, was good. Yeah. Would you call this movie shocking, though? I don't think it's shocking. Um, Nothing in this movie shocked me. All right, I'll give you some context. Okay, so at university, um, I did film, of course, which, mm-hmm. looking back, was not a good choice, but I enjoyed it. Um, got me here, of course. But basically, I remember sitting down with my professor, Martin Roberts, um, wherever he is. Hi, Martin Roberts. He was amazing. I think I've got him on Twitter. Anyways, I digress. Um, he sits down and he'd written like a load of books in Japanese and stuff. And he said, well, why don't you do like a kind of essay diving into like the aesthetics of Asian cinema or something? And I thought, okay. And it, it snowballed. And um, it became like a cross comparison of like Hong Kong's kind of like cinema figures wane in during this certain time period and like comparing other markets in that time period so instead of just typing up the figures for the movies i took it upon myself to watch all of these movies right right and i watched like to kind of classify asian cinema that's like hong kong china of course korea japan of course i even saw like north korean kind of stuff that was on there you know what i mean to kind of compare what they were doing of course indonesia everywhere right and this movie, I will always remember one of my friends who is like a world cinema kind of nut. He said, you got to watch Audition. It's a really good movie. That's all he said to me. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he said. So he did the exact thing that I thought that people would do is like show this to their friend as a prank. In, in a way, he, I get what he was doing because like. He said, don't read into it, just watch it, because it is a real game changer. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he did prank me a bit, because I, I remember texting him, like, you bastard, this is fucking twisted, right? But I remember going up to, there was, like, a budget-used DVD store in Derby near my university, and it was called That's Entertainment, and for £5, you could buy three DVDs, but the World Cinema section was really expensive. It was, like, £10, and you could only get, like, two or three, right? Right. I remember spending like whatever money i'd made you know from my job or like student loan or whatever right just mm. on these films and I, i've got them all at home i've I never sold them or anything right never saw audition took a pop on it held it up and it's like oh an 18 certificate mm. why has she got a fucking like syringe Giant syringe why is it blurry and then i, I remember thinking to myself 
Now, what Alex said, don't read the back. Just go home and watch it, right? So what happened was I went home. And at this point, my mum was working quite late. And my brother was like, uh, I think he was at his grandma's or somewhere. And I was at home alone, of course. This is why I told you to turn the lights off. Mm. And I sat down and I just thought, I'll get comfy, com comfortable. And one thing led to another. And the pace of the film goes on, as we'll explain. And you're just off guard. And then the final 40 minutes, it just... I had nightmares for fucking weeks, man. It was one of the worst most it, it was shocking for me at the time because i had that element of surprise if that makes sense with this now i think i, I told you i was like you gotta watch audition it's fucking crazy you know and you've probably done some reading about it or whatever or i had known about it due to its you know uh due reputation, to its reputation, reputation right like even even if i had never seen it I'm I'm interested enough in Japan that I'm watching Japanese movies. So like when you look for like oh go look well like what's a good Japanese movie right yeah it, you know like it'll be on a list and you go audition like cause I'm like what the fuck is this and then you always hear like oh it's like just the most heinous shit you've ever seen yeah and yeah. it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe now it's not but back then it might have been yeah yeah you you've got to kind of. Again, it's the same with like dated stuff. You've got to kind of put yourself in that mind mindset, like of oh, when fuck. it was released. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Dude, nothing like that. Not and, in the two thousands. And it's Japanese, which you know, majority of media, you know, that is shared to the rest of the world is very, very cutesy, chibi shit, right? And then, right, this shows that like they had a they had an incredible kind of like from here anyway, horror kind of like how do I say? genre you know j j horror was like blowing up at this time um i really like was done in by this movie when i first watched it i've seen it twice since of course one last week one when i was a student and then i watched it fuck maybe six years ago because i watched it with a friend and they had right. the same kind of reaction you did turn it off turn it off fuck <laughs> you know just what the fuck are you showing me? You know what I mean? Like, are you fucking twisted? You know what? The yeah. weird thing is that, like, it's disturbing, but it's not like, how do I say? It's not like overly violent. Yeah. 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 It, it's not like compared it to something like. It's creepy, man. Saw. Yeah. It, it's, I think that like the, the difference between something like this and something like Saw, is that <laughs> this is much more intimate than Saw ever was. Yeah, it And is. that's what makes it, like, just so fucked up. Plus, like, yeah, like you said, it's intimate. A lot of the places are kind of recognizable. It's It takes place on home territory, you know what I mean? Um, but it dives into, like, some themes that are really kind of relevant as well about, like, you know, just the power of men and all this kind of stuff and like her angle on it being revenge and obviously the sexism in Japanese society where it's like, oh, I'm going to make an audition so I can find a wife. It's like, bruh, come on. I remember watching this in university and going, is this how they do it? Because <laughs> like, I had no fucking idea at the time. You know what I mean? Is this right. common practice? Because it's fucking weird. You know what I mean? And uh, like... I'm already getting imagery of what we're going to talk about. Like, there's some really crazy 
creepy like trippy fucking like images in this movie that you question not only like the reality of where the characters are but like right (laughs) yourself in your case you were like am i on drugs (laughs) yeah what was in that soup yeah we'll talk about i think we'll talk about that more in like the the plot Plot, section but there's some stuff where i'm just like what the fuck is going on um yeah so let's talk about the cast because the cast is interesting. I realized that there was a connection in this cast that I didn't know I had originally. Oh, was it the Shin Godzilla actor Jin Kunimura, who's also in Black Rain as well? It was not, <laughs> no, but thank you for reminding me. <laughs> and Reno Sugi, who was the Prime Minister in Shin Godzilla? Yep, I mean, y- yes, but that wasn't it. No. So, like, previously, um, the main actress, uh, what's her name? Ehi? Ehi Shina, yeah. Ehi Shina. And I had seen a long time ago, before I've seen this, because now this is the first time I've seen this, but a long time ago, I've seen Tokyo Gore Police. Ah, yes. Where she's also the main character Ruka, in that right? movie as well. Yeah, so it's like, is this her thing? Does she just, like, gross shit? <laughs> because Takeshi mm. Miike did not make Tokyo Gore Police. No, no, it's two completely different people, and yet she's like the main character, and it's both really like fucked up and weird. And Nish- Nishimura gross. Yoshihiro. It's a different yeah. director, but she was yes, originally yes, yes. like a model. Basically, she right. was um, a really popular model um, from Fukuoka, great place, um, amazing ramen. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, known for its very, very, how do I say, attractive women, shall we say, at face mm-hmm. value. You know what I mean? As everybody says. And it's like, here she is in this movie. The audience is supposed to be completely enamored with her, right? And she's charming and very shy and all this kind of stuff. She has a sob backstory about her childhood. And and then, Wow. Like, her acting in this is just fucking awesome. It really is. Like, she knows how to play that kind of character. And it's so multi-layered, man. Like, she's just completely sensitive and, like, just shy. And then the next minute, she's just a completely, like, Jekyll and Hyde character, man. Like, and she she plays it with such kind of... I don't want to say, like, serenity. You know what I mean? Even when she's mm-hmm. being a psychopath, there's like a calmness to her. There's like a coldness to her. Right. You know, it's there's... very, it's very like, um, yeah. surgical. It is. And not, not to, not to be, you know, haha punny because of the end <laughs> scene. But, <Pun. laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, it's very cold. It's like very matter of fact. It's very like, oh, I'm doing this because. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have, you know, I've I've snared you, you know what I mean, into like my my plan for revenge kind of thing. But she's excellent in this movie, man. I think she's a really just wonderful, I shouldn't say like wonderful, but you know what I mean, like really perfectly casted antagonist Mm. for this. Like really memorable, you know? Like when I watch horror movies, I do think of her performance in this. There's a reason why it is only her on the movie poster, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And not... Uh, like, there's Ishibashi. that iconic... Yeah. Yeah, Ishibashi Sanrio, who's in a ton of, like, ton of films, man. Like, he's been in... He was in The Grudge, actually. Um, the American 
the shitty American remakes. But um, was he like the uh, the fucking like detective or whatever at the start? He was, yeah. But he was in. Um, I think he was in the Naked Director. Yes, he was. He was one of the. There you go. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, he he's incredibly recognizable, but not on the front cover as you mentioned. And nope. I think the, the so there's like multiple different posters for this. Mm. Yeah. Movie. One looks very like horror-y. The other is just yes. blurred and like the syringe. Yeah. With her on it, of course. But here's another thing. I just want to talk about um Ehishina for a minute, right? So, you mentioned she was in Tokyo Gore Police and that, but she's not done quite a lot of work after. No, I don't, I don't know about been. her modelling career or anything like that, but um, right. after this As an film, actress. Yeah, I mean, this was her first. This was her debut, which, again, surprises me and shocks me, right? Because right. she's great in it. Cause like, but it's weird, right? Because like, if you're trying to get into acting, this is like not the movie you would start on, right? But to be like, honest, this is a movie like that would tank your career. Yeah, like you, you're never ever gonna get typecast in a horror movie again, like with this sort of performance, because you've already done it. Like in my opinion, right. like this is the complete apex of what she could do in a horror movie for me. Like if they cast her in something else, yeah, you know, it's good for a career, and like she might play a good character. I don't know, but like in this, she's epic. In this, she really is, and it's her debut, and it's. If she played this in the middle of her career or later on, yeah. But to start off with this is just really incredible, man. Such a good performance. Um, such a sickening performance, shall I say. It fucked me up a lot. But um, I'll just roll on some more stats. Um, of course, there's other cast members like um, his son. Um, the the Aoyamas, right? I think it's... Uh, yes, the Aoyamas, Mr. Aoyama. Yeah. Shigehiko is his son. Who's his son? Tetsu Sasaki. Um, he's a former actor, but now he works as a tax advisor. Can you imagine, like, working at the Zayma show and just being like, <laughs> have you seen that movie, Audition? Yeah, I kicked the, the woman down some stairs and broke her neck in that movie. <laughs> broke her neck, yeah. Have a nice day. Here's your rebate. <laughs> you know, it's... And then we've got... Um, Please make sure you do Furusato Noze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you working two jobs? Yes, we'll get in this line. Yeah, we'll sort you out. Um, and there's a character called Old Man in Wheelchair. So like he didn't have a name? Nope, that's his name in this. Weird uh, that they didn't call... Like, I assume it's her father. Her father? Just Old Man in Wheelchair. Okay, sure. <laughs> Very, very weird, isn't it? Anyways, um, and it made a very, very small amount in the United States. At the time, it made $131,000, but it became a cult hit. And it's one of the favorite movie, one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies, same as Battle Royale. I mean, man, man, man's got issues. Man's got issues, man. Yeah. He loves his feet as well, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, we'll get to in this movie. <laughs> Is this is this where his fetish started? Yeah, probably. It's just like, ooh, give me some of that piano wire. Yeah. Um, Eli Roth loved this movie as well, who did Hostel and Cabin Fever. And um, he was obviously in Inglorious Bastards. Again, yeah. the Tarantino link is there. The... Do you reckon they just watch these movies and masturbate? <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird, man. Um, and this kind of influenced the term torture porn as well which uh, uh, yeah, i don't know if i agree with that but 
Sure. I mean, after we saw films such as saw the Wolf Creek, you know, Devil's Rejects, and then like right, 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 the kind of revenge market and career just spiked after that with like Lady Vengeance and yeah, yeah. I saw the Devil. But anyways, um, it's massively influential, and yeah, shall we move on to the plot of this fucking movie? Yes. All right. Um, I don't want to kind of fanny about too much on like the, you know, or you know, we go from A to B to C to D to E in the plot. Mm-hmm. Shall we just summarize the main kind of synopsis of this movie? Yeah, what, I think so. Yeah, well, how would you Do, describe it? Okay. Yeah. All right, so Mr. Aoyama is living by himself after his wife has died, and he works at a talent agency, a movie production company. I, I don't know exactly. Mm. Something something to deal with, like, casting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe he's, he works at, like, a talent agency to get people into movies. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, jo- so jo- Journey Junior or something like that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. You never know. So he's, he's talking with his uh, buddy, Mr. Yoshida. Yeah, the guy from uh, Black Rain at the start yeah. on Shingo's yeah. And he's like, hey, you know, like, I'm thinking about getting remarried after my wife died. And he's like, oh, you know, but, you know, I got to find the right lady, blah, 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 blah. And then his buddy Yoshida's like, hey, well, we got this movie coming up. Why don't we have an addition for you getting married? And what we'll do is that, like, the lady we pick will be in the movie, but then the lady that you like will just like intentionally not get her in the movie even if she's good and like let you just go pick her up yeah yeah essentially it's, it's weird isn't it it's very weird hang on a minute i'm trying to turn on my ac there it is so yeah. they're basically having an addition to see who his wife is gonna be very like very weird and creepy but this is like <laughs> a very japanese thing like omiyai type shit yeah like old-fashioned like yeah, arranged arranged marriage, yeah, kind of stuff. So like he's going into this under like just kind of like shady pretenses. Mm, mm. But and then yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna yeah, go on. <laughs> I'll, I'll, but I'll shoot after. Then he meets uh Miss uh what's her name uh Asami. Yeah, Yamazaki. Asami Yamazaki. Yeah. So he meets Asami Yamazaki, and he like he falls in love with her. Like actually, like legitimately, not. It's not like some kind of bullshit arranged like deal, whatever. Right? He actually falls in love with her, and she's kind of like you know she's cool, but she's a little bit aloof. You know, he doesn't return phone calls and this, that, and the other stuff. Aloof and... is a perfect word to describe yeah. that because just as I'll just interject for a minute, the tone at this part of the movie is akin to like a kind of romantic offshoot romantic yes. comedy kind of 100 percent, and yeah. that's why i say it's like it's like the perfect practical joke movie right because if you had watched up to like basically the hour mark you would think this is a different fucking movie yeah it's it's like the yin and yang of just like a fucking it's just a hybrid isn't it <laughs> right i think it's up until the point where they they finally get intimate right the movie just shifts in tone completely yes 100 percent. yeah um there's all right we'll get to this part okay and we'll sort of summarize some key points um because there's some really strange bits in the first kind of part right like that do you know when do you know when she keeps missing the phone calls or is that after that's after right 
Yes. The guy, the guy in the bag, right? Mm, yes. Uh, the phone is ringing. The phone is ringing, and like he makes a he makes a comment to Yoshida, where I think his name is Yoshida. I'm pretty sure it's Yoshida. Yoshida. Yeah. Oh, Yoshikawa. 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 That's I knew it was not Yoshida. Yoshikawa. Uh, it's a Yoshi. Yoshikawa. <laughs> yeah. Um, that uh, he she's like, oh, she doesn't return my calls anymore. But there's a scene, and like you kind of have to put these together, like if you're not 100 paying attention. Um. But, like, she's sitting there in this, like, dilapidated house, and the phone is ringing, and there's just, like, this giant burlap sack on yeah. the ground. Yeah. And you're like, the fuck? Like, is she, like, impoverished? Like, like what's going on? I don't get it. That and was, it, yeah. Yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> and then it just fucking, like, it gets up and, like, moves, and it makes, like, this weird, like, animal noise. Like a rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was, uh... Can I tell you exactly how I felt when I first saw that scene? I shat my pants, honestly. Like, that is one horror scene that I specifically remember, like, my reaction at. The reaction to it, right? Because, like you said, up until that point, it's just like, what's going on? It's a bit weird, you know what I mean? And then she's just, like, looking at the floor. And the framing is so perfect. Because you don't expect it, but, like, if you go back and watch it now, all the focus is on the back, pretty much, in the frame. That takes up, like, a third or, like, more than half of the screen, right? She's on the right side. And it's like, okay. And there's, like, just a really eerie, like, monotonal kind of, like, low, bassy fucking, like, noise in the background, right? Yeah, it's it's like a weird, like, brown noise or white noise type thing. Oh, but bro, hang on a minute. And it's just uh, droning, right? Uh, right. I'm in my workroom at the minute, and I'm like, I got chills. Then, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just yeah. talking about this, I'm like looking at the window, and I'm like looking behind me, and I'm like, oh fuck, you know. And there's a reflection in the TV, and I'm like, Ugh, you know, just uh, because there's that drone and the silence. It goes on for ages. And as soon as she looks up, you've got the ro- the telephone ringing, of course. And like you said, the bag right, moves. Right, yeah, yeah. As soon as that bag moves, it's just... I can't imagine watching this movie in the cinema during its original theatrical run. That would have fucking just... Well, you would want to leave, right? As people did. Like, it had the record number of walkouts at, like... Was it Cannes or somewhere like that? Like, Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was at, like, Cannes Film Festival. and then Oh, Ro- Rotterdam. Yeah, Rotterdam. Sorry, that's what it was. Yeah, and like somebody ran past uh, Takashi Mika going, "You are sick. You're sick, <laughs> sir. You are sick." <laughs> but and you know what? Deserved. What? And well, apparently, apparently, he loved the reaction. Like, ah, oh, so what if you? I mean, you, you know? kind of, you kind of have to, right? Like, if your intention is to like fucking disturb people and they leave disturbed, like mission accomplished, right? Yeah clap honestly i mean you can't get offended if <laughs> you're in that position yeah but um right. is there anything i, I you hate mention? i hate to be that guy hang on though i, I need to plug in my phone because i'm gonna lose my notes <laughs> yeah i remember when we used to meet up you know like outside of remotely and we had like the notepads and stuff like yeah, that just, you know just I mean? give we, me a minute we gotta do it soon honestly no worries um little bit of trivia while Dave um, plugs in his phone. Um, this movie was shot in three weeks. 
three weeks for this movie, which is incredibly short. Um, and as we mentioned, Quentin Tarantino loves this movie, and he described it as a true masterpiece, if ever there was one. And a video discussing his favorite films released between the years 1992 and 2009. Um, a true masterpiece. Kind of agree. Kind of agree. Are you there, Dave? <laughs> It's just me in complete silence and yeah i'm thinking about this bloody movie now <laughs> apologies 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 don't worry about it i'm really scared i'm on my own <laughs> okay sorry i never want to watch this movie again bro honestly it's it's etched into my mind now um so yeah is there anything you want to kind of um how do i say uh highlight in this first bit that was pretty interesting to you. Um. So the most interesting thing to me is like how this movie um, makes that last like 30 minutes impactful. Right. Yeah. Because you look at a movie like saw, right. Mm. Where it is very similar um, material body horror kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like that body horror stuff. But like saw is like, that from kind of like get go, like yeah, they wait. They, they wake up in the bathroom, right, chained to the toilet, right, and, and it's, it's, it's like, fucked Wah. up from go, mm. and that's kind of what you expect. But the thing about this is that like it spends an hour of this movie of you get to know this character, and then you, you know you realize how he feels, and she seems like nice and whatever, and you're kind of like yeah, you're like you're kind of rooting for him, and you're like you know when he's like oh, I need to find her, like, I need to go do this stuff. Like, you care, like, you can see, like, oh, he's, like, opened up and he wants to, you know, change his life for the better and get married. Like, it started out as, like, a a fucking, like, kind of skeevy thing, but now mm. it's changed to, like, he actually does give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when there is that, it's just, it's just that little, that little scene with the phone where it's her in that bag and you're like, wait, what? Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it just continues like nothing happened. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Oh, okay, like that was weird. Like, what what was up with that? Yeah. She and doesn't... when yeah, carry on. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when when the character turn happens, you're like, oh, oh fuck, <laughs> oh okay, like I see where this is going. Yeah. And that's what makes it impactful. Yeah. She's also a method actor as well. Yes. Which explains why this performance is fucking really like just close to the bone kind of you know what i mean mm-hmm. like um and she doesn't appear in the film until like 30 minutes in which right yeah i exactly. noticed like i read the trivia but i noticed that when i rewatched it i was like wow it's kind of a while before she appears and then like right. she's not really in it a lot going forward not there's particularly the flashbacks no. and stuff and then there's like the the dream sequences, shall we say, or the drug sequences. And then there's the ending, of course. Um, right. But again, it's just like such a menacing kind of character, you know, hardly there. And when she is there, really, really effective. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so here's another thing. Man moves incredibly fast, of course, because this is like you say, on me eye bullshit, right? Um, yes. Where it's like, oh, I want to find someone to marry. And then it's like, oh, we're going to go on like five dates. And then, oh, 
let's get married. <laughs> you know, it's like, right, right, right. Fuck, that's fast, you know. But I've known people that have done that now I've lived in Japan, where it's like one of my bros from school was like single for years. And then he's like, oh, I'm seeing somebody. And then two weeks later, he's fucking married and he's got a kid. And I was just, what the fuck, bro? Well, cool. You know, each to their own, you know. And some people very much do that. But at the time when I saw this movie, I was like, do people like get married like after dating for like <laughs> three days? A day. You know, yeah. like a day. Um, and again, they go to this hotel, right? And he, uh, she has like scars, right? Or like some kind of mark on her body right yeah and like i remember at that point thinking hmm hmm you know what i mean i know i know the the cover art of the dvd like is giving it away that this is a dodgy movie and like there's obviously something wrong with it yeah that's kind of disappointing that they do that though yeah it should just be like if i would have marketed this movie it would have not probably sold anything, but like, just would have been like a black poster with just audition and white, you know. Just here's what here's what I think that the poster should have been. What the poster should have been her when she's sitting in the chair in the actual audition. Absolutely, absolutely. Just her because... in the white dress in the chair and just like smiling. Yeah, because that would have, that once would have you been... seen the movie, yeah, you understand how fucking sinister that is. Yeah. But if you don't know, you don't know. Right? That would have been really influential as well. You know, because a lot of movies like that now, like, do- like I saw Parasite recently, and the movie's just like them as a family, right? Which explains a lot about the plot. But, like, it doesn't right. give it give anything away, and it's like, Parasite? And then you look at the movie, and you're like, hmm, this is interesting. You know what I mean? But Audition, right. it's just her with the syringe that she uses to fucking knock him out at the end. And it's mm-hmm. like, Great. Okay, that's what the that's what the ending is. Then, fantastic. Fucking well done. Well done, marketing. You know. Yeah. <laughs> ten out of ten. Ten out of fucking ten there. Um, but in terms of the plot, going back to it, so they get busy, and before yes. they fuck, um, before they do the thing. Um, she goes, don't live, don't love anybody else. Just love only me, you know? And he's like, yep. Okay. And then they smash. And then the morning after she's not there. And this is where the plot thickens, right? This is where it starts to really go fucking, you know? And of course we have to bag the phone, um, all of the contacts that he's trying to get in touch with. Um, by using her kind of like a CV, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Nobody's yeah. Whatever there. she submitted as her audition file, right? Like her... Yeah. The, he goes to like a dance studio, right? Where the piano is. And there's a guy with like fake legs. And there's like a bar. And there's like a fucking tongue and an ear and fingers. All this gore starts to just come out of fucking nowhere. And you just like, wait a minute. Like, right. who turned this up? You know what I mean? Like, was this always there? Like, why is there a tongue? What the fuck? You know, and like, how the body pieces are shown is weird mm. as well. It's fucking weird. Like, there's no, like, jump. Oh, oh. It's a jump scare of its own, but there's no, like, music or anything. You know what I mean? It's just like, so the sound. Here's the thing, uh, right? This know. is this is where I'm kind of, like, a little bit, like, on the fence because like there's the scene where he goes to the bar that she mentioned right yeah 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 and 
they, he, the guy that meets him tells him about like, oh yeah, the previous owner got murdered here and the blood was leaking out of the door. And then he has like this like weird psychotic freak out and it shows um, the like goopy, you know, pile of blood and then like this flapping tongue. And it's just like, to me, that came off as like more fucking comedic than like gross. Really? Really? <laughs> yes, because it's so goofy. It's like some fucking Evil Dead shit. Yeah, it's like you know, like the teeth that wind you wind up and then yes, they yes, just go. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is very Evil Dead actually. Um, who directed the Evil Dead again? Was it Sam Raimi? Sam Raimi, yeah. Sam Raimi, of course, yeah. Um, because Bruce Campbell, of course, uh, yeah, um, showing up in the Marvel universe. Um, like. If they, if they, instead of, like, having the tongue go, like, blah, 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 right? Like, if they had showed, like, the hand, uh, like, the fingers and the ears on the ground, and then just, like, the fucking tongue, like, falls into frame or something, it would yeah. have been way more effective. But or having just... it, like, flop around like a fucking fish <laughs> out of water, it just makes it look fucking, I don't know. It's comedic, but at this time, you're kind of questioning the reality of the movie, right? You, you, you start to realize that this is a horror film, and... Mm-hmm. At this point, and <clears throat> he like hallucinates, obviously. And at this point, shit starts to like really kick off. Um, am I missing anything? I don't. She think so. she she goes to the house right, and she finds the picture of like the wife that passed away at the start of the movie. Yes, uh, and she real cool. Yeah, and she enacts her revenge plan. Right, she um. So, yeah, this is where I kind of get a little bit lost, confused. Yeah, because it's like, is it a flashback? Is it real life? You know, is it a flashback? Is it real life? Because like he meets the guy playing the piano, but then later on it shows her cutting off his heads. Like, is he alive? Is he dead? Did he meet that guy? And then she came after like, and then, you know, uh, Oh, Yama-san hallucinating the guy. You know what I mean? Just like... Yeah. But that's what's kind of good about this movie, what I like. It's very ambiguous. I know you want answers when you watch a movie. And again, towards the end, the ambiguity's there. You know, right before the final act, you think, uh, you know, is this still real? Um, right. And she drugs his, uh, she drugs his whiskey, right? Right. Takes, so, takes yeah. And he, he gets fucked up. And then we get to probably, in my opinion, one of the most disgusting things I've ever fucking seen in a movie. Amplified by the trivia, right? Oh, yeah. Which, just before we started recording this podcast, everybody, Dave was reading, and I heard his live reaction to that piece of trivia, which was, oh, fuck! (laughs) Something like that, right? Oh, fuck, like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, no. No, but it was really high-pitched. Just, you fucking bad bastard. Yeah, it was fucking <laughs> Why gross. would you do this? So, um, there's a flashback that goes to the, 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 the burlap sack that we mentioned, right? Is it a flashback, though? Because he's there. <laughs> okay, this is this is why it's confusing. Okay, I know that Takeshi Miike, when he... he made the movie you can tell in the scenes that you know some scenes are lit red and some scenes are lit blue yeah 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 there's a and lot of i kind assume of, blue yeah. ones are to denote like like dreaming 
Mm. And then red ones are like nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And then the ones that don't have a color or like yellow are reality. Really. Reality. So like, but this is happening in a yellow thing. It's not like tinged, tinged in any color as far as I know. So disgustingly atmospheric, like the the color of that. And like you said, the dilapidated kind of house, the bag, the color of the fucking sick, everything is just really past. I wouldn't say pastel, but just like dull and just really kind of just, I can't find the word. It just makes me sick really. And he crawls out of this bag. He's missing feet. His his ear, I think. His fingers He's missing of course, most of his and, fingers. And the tongue which we which we saw. And he crawls out of this bag and he's like he, he needs to eat something, right? So what does Ehishina not the character, but what does she fucking do? What does the actress I do? I wonder I wonder how they got her to do this. Uh, well, according to the trivia which we you were shocked at, right? Yeah. Um it's the actual vomit of hers. It's her actual vomit, right? Of the yeah, actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm, I'm wondering how they got her to vomit. She insisted. But oh, I mean, got no, her no, no, like, no, no. Got I mean, her like, to, yeah, physically to actually do it. I don't know, man. I don't know if she could have watched the rough cut of the fucking movie up till that point, probably. But uh, I mean, I guess you could use like Epicac or whatever that like makes you puke. Epic. What's Epicac? Epicac is like a medical. Uh, thing that like instantly forces you to uh like instantly forces you to throw up just eat natto <laughs> just eat natto <laughs> maybe why, i don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. just sniff natto for like 10 minutes and then just bleh, like that but yeah she vomits into like a dog bowl a dog bowl which you know this guy practically is at this point because he's he's begging and she puts it in front of him, and he fucking laps it up like a dog would. And oh, it's so fucking gross. And Knowing I, that it's real now is so much worse. Of course, he wouldn't have eaten the real thing. Of course, like it would have been chicken soup. But like her vomiting into the bowl, and the shot of her giving it him was the real I, thing. I bring. I was under the impression that he is, like, literally eating actual... Uh, because there's nowhere does it say that that's the case. No. It's very gross. Oh, wait, Dave. Oh, God. Like, I just, like, pictured that scene and just... Oh, it's, if, if that's real, that's fucking... That's disgusting, mate. You know what? Like, during the rest of the movie, like, I have to assume that that's the case. Oh, that, like, oh, that's actually made me fucking be sick in my mouth a little bit. But, you know, I'm not going to give it to my dog, of course. (laughs) Hang on. Yeah, that, that is a scene that, like, back in the day, like, made me pause it and just, like, (laughs) rethink my life, you know. <laughs> because it's 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 sick. Even even if like the sick wasn't real, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's still gross, right? But the fact that like she insisted on like vomiting into the bowl in the first place adds that creepy fucking dimension to this movie that is like completely unique, right? It's 
fucking cannibal holocaust levels of gore you know what i mean or like fucking horrible shit you know where real shit happened you know what i mean it's yep very it's odd fucking gross very odd case of method acting but again this is her debut and she just went for it you know what i mean um maybe props like fuck uh, uh. <laughs> impressed that made me feel sick just thinking about that again to be honest so um now we're on to the the core of the third act right so yeah aoyama fucking falls over because she's drugged him Mm-hmm. And then she paralyzes him, right? Hence the syringe. Right. And then she gets out the needly, needly, needle, needle, needle things, right? The is it acupuncture? The acupuncture kind of, needles. Yeah. And torture time. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucked up. And she said, uh, you know, you said you'd love only me, but that's not true. Um, there's other people in your life. There's your son. Of course, there's your wife. And, like, you've got friends uh, and there's... blah, blah, blah. It's implied that he also has had a uh, affair with his secretary. That's right. Yep. Yep. That's something we did glaze over. Yeah, of course. Yep. There's that awkward tension between them at the start, right? Where, mm-hmm. but they 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 obviously did, right? You can tell. Right. Um. So she obviously hates that he's like loved by people because of like her own kind of like torturous um childhood and like years after right and everything she's i wouldn't say insanely jealous of what he has but she just can't compute or like tolerate his like affection for other people i'd say right so this right. is why she's doing this is and not only like the kind of i i saw the angle of she's torturing him because he's just a fucking stupid man who's like trying to gain power of a woman women by doing this stupid audition right and you know, getting his own way. I mean, way like, kind as of far thing. as she knew, she didn't know that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but why would she? Why would she take part in it? That's another angle that you know, like I've never really thought about. You know, and you know what? Now that you bring it up, I don't like. Maybe she needed money. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm not sure, but because like. There's no concrete reason for it, is there? Really? No, there yeah, isn't. Yeah, it's, it's weird. and But, like, her kind of... Um, her background has forced her to, like, be kind of, like, unconditionally, like, just fucking... Ah, you know, in this I mean, of... could you chalk it up to just... It's, like, a crime of opportunity? Potentially. Like, this could be, like... But, yeah. yeah. Because it's weird, because it... It doesn't seem like... It's not, like, premeditated, right? Yeah, because if you look at the other guys that she's tortured or killed, like, the piano guy was, like, molesting her, right? Essentially, yes. Essentially. Um, And then the guy in the bar, I can't really remember, but that's the guy in the bag, right? Because the the, the fingers and the tongue are outside of the bar, right? Right. That's what you hallucinate. So then you wonder, like, what happened with him. And, and I mean, with... she mentions, like, oh, he was, you know, th- he was, like, mean to me or something. Like, I, I don't remember specifically. So that probably tipped her over the edge. And right. then the moment she meets somebody nice and then she realizes, oh, fuck, he, he's fucking other people. And, like, he's got a history and all this. And, uh, right, right, right. Um, she just completely goes off the fucking chain, which 
Can yeah. I can I share a very uh, kind of I wouldn't say personal story, but like I know somebody who I mean not <laughs> he didn't like eat sick or anything. Don't worry about that. But like he was with a girl in this country that basically said to him like, um, "Oh, do you have a past?" Like a month or two into their relationship, and she mm-hmm. really, really, really took it like badly and he was like 28 at this point and it's like what the fuck was i supposed to do for 28 years be celibate you know what i mean like if, you know and she threatened him and everything and it, it <laughs> i remember when he told me this i was like god like did she watch audition beforehand you know what i mean like what the fuck some people definitely have issues with that shit big time yeah, yeah. And, and like y'all need to chill you need to chill we're only here once you know what i mean um but anyhow stay away from the whiskey that's that was my advice to him i think but um yeah so now we have this really it, it in my mind it lasts forever this entire scene because it gradually just gets worse and worse and worse and it is an absolute just like fucking just torture masturbatory like just scene where it doesn't let up you know what i mean she starts sticking these needles into his eyes right yeah, yeah she's saying like kitty 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 like this which um for our listeners in other countries means like deeper right yep yep and she's it's pushing fucking, them in it's, it's fucking as he's paralyzed and then what does she do left foot fucking wire wire saw right like a yep. like piano wire right cuts some... his fucking foot right off cuts it off and as she's about to start on the other fucking <laughs> the other foot the sun comes back right yeah this scene really scares me because like he's trying her his bet his damnedest to like defend defend himself right and she's got this yes. weird spray and she's like wearing this clinical gear, and she's like trying to spray him with this weird thing. I assume it's, it's like, supposed to be like, like this. chloroform or something. Yeah, yeah, and like she's in their house, right, in fucking Omotisando or wherever, right, and like she's in the house with them. The dad is like, <laughs> he's like got one fucking one foot. He's right. like lying on the floor, just like paralyzed with the needles in his eyes, and he's just fucking gone, and. Imagine coming home from, like, Juku, right? <laughs> just being like, who the fuck are you? Like, looking at your dad and just being like, what? And then she, like, runs at you with that just cold the face. Fucking, the, yeah, she's just, like, this emotionless face uh, and just runs at you with a fucking spray bottle going... Really, <laughs> really clinically just, like, just clinical. You know what I mean? Like, in every sense. Because she looks like a fucking, like, nurse, kind of. You know what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. She looks like a butcher. A butcher, yeah. It just she's in there to just kill, you know, and she like attacks him, but um we get like another flashback. Well not a flashback, but like to her hotel, right? Where mm. the movie starts to get a bit weird. And there's this alternate reality sequence, right? Where he's like, Oh, I had a nightmare. And you as the viewer, right. you're like what? You're like Okay, what the fuck is happening? Like, what is real now? Like, is that all of a dream? Is he paranoid? Like, 
is he worried about going like to the next stage of his it's relationship? So weird. Like and... at some point, I thought it was gonna be like some weird, like supernatural shit where like the ghost of his dead wife has possessed her to like murder her husband yeah. for finding another yeah. way. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's a really good scenario. Like it's a really good the- uh, theory, right? And you know, in this dream, he goes, "Will you marry me?" And she's like, "Yeah." And then. He wakes up and his son just absolutely drop kicks her down the stairs. He fucking yeets her with that yeet. kick. <laughs> yeet, yeet. And then she's like at the bottom of the stairs, just broken. Right. Really? Yeah, like her, like, you can see like her fucking collarbone, like, right? Just collarbone like, or like protruding. larynx or whatever. She's yeah. fucking busted. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I was dead happy to see you. Then she's dead. <laughs> and it's like and he's just like lying there like fuck i'm never dating again <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and then we've got this and then we've got the well, end this got really out of hand yeah, yeah this got really out of hand and then like one of your messages again that you texted me was like oh shit the credits like it just buff. that's it that's the end you yep. know what i mean like well that spoiled my lunch <laughs> it it literally leaves you <laughs> um, like he's Fucked. still on the ground, paralyzed. She's like dead or dying on the ground, par or paralyzed. Yeah, and like that's it. That's it. Yeah, and like <laughs> there's been no sequel. How is he doing now? Did he get a prosthetic leg? Prosthetic leg? Yeah, probably. Who knows? Is he blind? I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, is his son his carer now? What happened? You know. It's completely up to interpretation. It is like one of the most sudden and kind of disturbing, like up to fucking eleven endings that I've ever seen in a movie. Compared to what came before it, of course, you know. What mm-hmm. I mean? And that's that's audition. That's audition, baby. You know, like where the hero of the movie yeets. <laughs> I love that word. Just yeets the fucking antagonist onto the floor. Um, he sends her flying. He sends her, man. Like, sends her like he'd send a letter. Just boof, straight down. But, um, the claustrophobia in that scene is really, like, intense as well. Because mm-hmm. Japanese houses, as you know, are not the biggest in the world, right? They're and not. everything is incredibly close quarters in that scene. Not just the camera on every single, like, fucking skin follicle near his eyes or whatever, right? But just. You know, when the sun comes home, it's like, where has he got to run? You know, and... Nowhere. And think about it. Thank fuck they have a house in Japan so that he could kick her down the stairs, right? Because most people thank fuck they, live in they a 1DK. Yeah. I mean, the closest that you could get is, like, if you lived in a Leo Palace and she's climbing up the ladder, you just kick the ladder. <laughs> it's a lot of, <laughs> Can't know? get me now. And then all of a sudden, the neighbor downstairs complains, fucking, they're making too much noise again. You know what I mean? Please yep. complain. But yeah, um, shall we move on to themes? Very, very okay. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Let's touch on. Um, was there anything that you would uh, kind of start with? Anything? That um, you, yeah. Hmm. Themes. Because oh God. I just kind of want to shoehorn it into like her character, right? Okay, go ahead. I look. I'm not condoning her being a murderous, violent kind of, you know, person. Psychopath. But. Like, her path is, like, like I feel sorry for her. You know what I mean? I do, with what I've seen in this movie, because she's a victim of child abuse. You know what I mean? She is, technically, with the... I don't condone it, but I understand it. Yeah, 
like I don't condone her actions in the movie, but I understand like why well, I, I I don't understand, you know what I mean? But like I'm trying to right. understand why she would you know, become like this because of all the people that have kind of like fucked her over and wronged her in the life, right? And right. Uh, I was reading an article about this where uh, I think it's an introduction to Japanese horror film written by Colette Bauman. Um, she described that character as just one more face of wronged women in Japanese culture, victims of repression and, and oppression, and only death and loneliness remain for them. Um, and in this film, her motivation is revenge in the end. You know, all of the people that have kind of done stuff to her, she just destroys them, right? Um, and, yeah, it's... You... I identify with, like, her victimization in the film with her... I, I, I link those actions. Not identify, but you know what I mean? I link those actions. And... <sighs> You know, at the time, and it still is, it's a patriarchal society here, right? You know what I mean? So there's all those kind of themes yep. um, in there. I like, mean, it's, when... it's, it, there's a lot of, like, showing the abuse of power that men do. Like, the fact that they're like, oh, we'll just set up an addition to find you a wife is, like, already skeevy as fuck. Yeah, and, like, even, like, in the shots with him and his co-worker that he's sleeping with, Right, she's like lesser in the frame. He takes up more of the space. You know what I mean? And like most of the characters are like men, and like of course the the bowl eating sick scene, the the, the sick bowl eating scene. Right, mm-hmm. the guy is a dog, and she's the master. You know, there's like all of these like images in there that reflect this. You know what I mean? Um, right. Yeah, and that's all i've really got to say to be honest like i think like yeah there is there is um it is it's weird to say that it's a revenge movie because like in a way yes but like the main character ayama-san hasn't like wronged her exactly mm, mm. i mean he's done like his intent going in was skeevy and fucked up. Yeah. But that being said, um, after a while, like after he, he, um, he, why is my brain not working? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. He, he, it's fried he, he, my became, brain. he became like honest, right? Like with her, right? Yeah. He, yeah. he didn't, he didn't even from like the get go, like at, um, her interview, like, mm. from then, like, yes, it was fucked up the way that they set it up, but even from that interview going forward, he was pretty straight with her, I feel like, although there is the scene where he lies to her about, like, what the movie, how the movie is set up and shit like that, and... Mm. Mm. Yeah, 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 um, I'm trying to think of more kind of, like, links with this. I mean... She kills, like... There is, like, a female victim in this movie, right? From what I'm reading. In the kind of themes. Because somebody said, like... The feminist-themed kind of revenge interpretation is... um, Contradictory, because one of her victims is female. And I'm trying to think what that is. Is it somebody... Uh, It's it's the owner of the the bar. The owner of the bar. The owner of the bar is a lady. 
Ah. They specifically mention it. It's like a, it, it feels like it should be like a snack or whatever, right? Because she's just like, <laughs> oh, she treats me like pretty nice, but she's kind of strict. Like she says something to that mm, effect. The snack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I kind of, I've kind of exhausted myself with this. This movie's fried my fucking brain, to be honest. Um. What do you want to move on to, mate? Do you want to move on to, uh, let's see, like production or kind of trivia? Anything's good. Sure. Let's go production. I don't have much to say about the movie anymore. Yeah. To, to be honest. Yeah. I kind of want to stop thinking about it, to be honest. Um. So I mentioned when you were off charging your phone, I just said that this movie was made in three weeks. Yes, like a snap which is wild. Trip. Yeah, and one me one more week than usual for Takashi Miike's films at the time. Shit, like he he recorded like an entire movie in like two weeks. Usually, you know what I mean. Which is crazy. And it shot down the road in Tokyo and Omotsando. Yeah. <laughs> is that really where it's, it, most of it's shot? Yeah, most of the intersections. You can recognize like some of it, like um, Chuodori, I forget what it's called, but like where Kanye West was the other week, you know. <laughs> but, um, there you go. Yeah, and of course the kitty, 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 kitty wasn't originally included, um, but she sat down with uh, the director and said, add this it'll make it more crazy you know what i mean and mm, and basically yeah like the director loved when the feet were cut off and all this kind of stuff and the 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 needles going into the eyes was like on like a thin kind of layer of plastic so um of course it wasn't real you know that (laughs) obviously i hope not yeah and um when Ehishina first met Takashi Miike. Um, Shina and Miike, of course. Um, they had a drink and spoke about love, relationships, and everything, and just had a grand old time. And on their second meeting, he asked her to play the part. And uh, she tried to play the role as naturally as she could without going completely crazy. And Right. Yeah, and excellent job. Absolutely excellent job. Um, yeah. Is there, any, is there anything you want to add? Is that okay? I, I, you got it. I got it. So, um, again, more reading. The final sequence kind of response, you know, like the, the final part was obviously shocking for us and it was shocking for a ton of other people. I think Rob Zombie, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. F- fucking hated it or something. He was like the most creepy and unsettling of any horror movie he's ever watched you know, at the time. And, of course, we mentioned the Rotterdam Film Festival reaction where people were like, you're fucking sick, you know, just screaming at him. Um, th- There's a quote here where somebody compared it to, like, the 120 Days of so- Sodom, right, or Salo, which is, like, that fucking snuff movie, that art film in the 70s that was banned everywhere. Right, yeah, yeah. And then he said it was almost as unwatchable as like the newsreels of Auschwitz, Hiroshima, Nagasaki in Vietnam, or Nazi and American dehumanization. I'm like, bro. Bro. Like, uh, bit over the fucking I top. Think, I don't know about that. Bit over the fucking top. Settle down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. bro, come on. Um, yeah. If you weren't there, I don't really think you get to say what was worse. 
I can compare it to Misery. Have you seen Misery before, Dave? The, the Stephen the, King movie. No. Where the, the she he's like an author. We have to watch this like later on at some point. But like Stephen King is like an author. No, like the. <laughs> I mean now, yeah, but like, <laughs> but in the movie, there's like an author who like does like a best-selling book, and uh, he has an accident in like some yeah. snowy kind of village. And he's taken in by this woman who claims to be his number one fan. And she looks after him and nurses him. And in the end, she just goes psychotic and just fucking like breaks both of his feet with a hammer. Right? Yeah. And the parallels between this movie and that movie are really clear to me. Like when she cuts off his foot, I'm like, this is misery. You know what I mean? But like, misery's fucked up. But like, this is also kind of like. Yeah. To be honest, to be honest, I'm going to be controversial here. This fucked me up more because of, like, the kind of pranky nature of it, like you mentioned, right? I didn't expect it. But, like, Misery, like, is a very uncomfortable experience, and I find it more uncomfortable than this movie in terms of the, the kind of body horror and torture. Mm. The similarities there. I think Misery does it kind of better. Um, but this movie is genuinely, like, the atmosphere and everything plays a huge part. Like, Misery, you can tell, is a fucking like horror from the get-go of course this isn't so this has that kind of how do i say advantage but right watch misery if you can that's 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 fucked up that is that is really fucked up um yeah and she said ehishina in japan only a certain type of film fan would watch audition by comparison she said that the film was seen by many more people overseas which she attributed to good timing of course Mm. It's true. I, also... I don't think regular Japanese people would watch this movie. Nah. I also watched this movie. Wait. I have a really photographic memory about this. I watched the animated movie Perfect Blue. Mm-hmm. One night before or one night after. And I remember just thinking, Jesus Christ, what goes on in the minds of these directors? Have you ever seen Perfect Blue? The Satoshi Kon. Yep. Yeah, it's basically Black Swan like bought the script. You know, the the director of Black Swan brought the script and made Black Swan, which is the yep. uh, spiritual kind of successor to it. Um, and I remember that messing me up as well because, you know, the cover of that movie is just her face and it's blue and it's like, Ooh, what the fuck? And again, twisted shit, man. Twisted shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we've spoken pretty much about the aftermath and the influence of this movie. And do you have any trivia, buddy? <laughs> Let's move on to that. I mean, other than the puke being real, uh, not particularly. Uh, Tarantino loves it, of course. Shot in three weeks. Um, it was placed at number 18 on a top 100 of timeouts. Uh, horror poll with authors, directors, actors, and critics. It's really high on that. Um Basically, during the Rotterdam Film Festival, uh, Takashi Miike already left, and then the movie got a prize. So the yeah. assistant accepted the award while holding like a newspaper picture of Takashi Miike up to his face. <laughs> so when he accepted it, yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, the music video for the very first single of My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Which is, honey, this mirror isn't big enough for the two of us. 
had a very similar storyline to the movie, but with a different ending. I need to watch that. And they're huh. back, by the way, MCR. Everybody's fucking seeing them at the minute, like back home. Um, and Asami in the film is, almost always wears white, which, of course, in Japan, white is associated with death. Purity. Yeah, and... And I say and a lot. <laughs> and... It was supposed to get an English-language American remake, as all fucking uh, world cinema movies do, yeah. because America has no fucking original idea most of the time. Um, well, this time. I mean, there's some good stuff now, of course. Um, so, yeah. And negotiations fell through, and it never got made. Thank God. Because it wouldn't work, would it? Would this no, work? Fuck it would, no. No way. Like, I mean, like now I think it might feel like it's fucking tame by comparison it'd just be like a run-of-the-mill gore fest you know what i mean like with the the story kind of beats you know the same beats right um the paralyzing drug asami injects into aoyama is fictional thank god for that because the film would have been difficult to finish without making up such a drug where like it's paralyzed but he can feel pain kind of thing right Mm. Uh, uh, grim grim oh here's the best piece of trivia i found right okay so the horror elements were meant to be like a plot twist right and of course that's why you get like this romantic comedy sort of feel he wanted to kind of end it just before the torture happens originally right he was going to end the yeah. movie the minute that she starts fucking sticking stuff in him and sawing his foot. That would be the movie. And when I thought about that, I thought hmm. <laughs> it wouldn't be as good, of course, because you get to see more of her because she's excellent um, in, in, on that side of like the character. She's brilliant. And, you know, you get all of this like kind of tiny exposition all the way through it oh what is she really like and then you see her in like the final third of the movie like become this psychopathic like murderer right and if you end it there it wouldn't have i i don't know what it was about him that made him want to end it there if that makes sense but he was convinced by Yeah, yeah. yeah he was convinced by everybody oh you need to do it and then that became the most infamous thing and that's what catapulted him to international stardom and that's what made this movie really fucking famous in the end and i find that pretty cool you know what i mean like they his original vision was not what you see was not what the movie is famous for you know what i mean right yeah yeah. so i often wonder about how it would have been you know what i mean how it would have felt but it wouldn't have been as good of course you know what i mean so so yeah do you have any I final? Don't know. I, it yeah. depends on how you look at it. I I think you could make an argument for both ways, but yeah, yeah, of course. Do you have any final thoughts before we move on to ratings? What do you reckon? Um, would you watch it again, Dave? Fuck no. <laughs> Did your hero see it with you? No, she's gone on a business trip. So you sat at home with the lights off and watched this. Yep. Good lad. Good lad. You did a lighthouse. You pulled the lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. A Why'd movie you... I like a lot more. Why'd you go and cut me foot off, lad? <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you go and eat me, lad? <laughs> <laughs> but 
anyways. Honestly, like it's it's weirdly surreal enough that it kind of fits in the same headspace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of don't want to do horror or something creepy for a while, Dave. You know, I know it's been like a few weeks since we've did this we've done this podcast, but like I want the next movie to be kind of like I mean, we've already done a comedy, though, so I don't know what to fucking do. We'll have to do an animated movie next, all right? Okay. We've already done Akira, so that can that can fuck off, of course. Um, that was our first episode. But yeah, uh, let's move on to ratings, and do you want to, like, jank in over fucking Discord? Yeah, you can go first. All right. Um, I don't like this movie. But I like this movie. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> like, like, yeah, kind of. I find this movie incredibly repulsive. I find it gross. I can't believe I've seen it three times. But hey, the universe works in mysterious ways. Um, <laughs> and like, it's fucking weird. It's dodgy. It's horrendous. It's sick. It's demented. Those are all the words I'll use for it. However, right. it's shot incredibly well. It has a really, like, eerie atmosphere that just builds in a way that you don't expect. And it, it is such a hybrid of, like, genres. It is, like, such a really twisted, like, how do I say, narrative. Like, how it progresses is incredibly twisted because she fooled into thinking it's this movie, but it's actually this movie. And it's got an excellent antagonist like an excellent bad guy bad bad lady shall we say absolutely fantastically portrayed by a sheena of course right i like the main dude because he showcases fear in such a way that you know he's genuinely terrified you know in the scenes and props to somebody that can just sit on a floor and pretend to have like their foot sewn you know like sawed off and he's excellent in this i think the cast is solid i think how they've shot it is very, very solid. The lighting, the kind of how they color code things, like you mentioned, like the reds, the blues, the yellows is really subtle and I like it. Right. The scenes are a little bit messy, like but again with what happens to the main character, that's designed to kind of you know, you're in his headspace, like you don't know what's real anymore, you know, and Right, right, right. He's under the effects of the drugs and stuff, and you're kind of took on this fucking roller coaster with him. And I like this movie for that regard. I don't like the how it makes me feel, and I'll right. never, I'll never watch it again. I'll never. This is one movie I don't think I'll ever see again. This is it now. Goodbye audition. Um, but I like this movie a lot, and I really appreciate that it was made because it really kind of like we wouldn't have saw i don't think if we had this movie you know and i mean probably we would have but like i think this really influenced a lot of kind of that horror movement going forward that kind of torture kind of sub genre of horror movies going forward um which is not my cup of tea to be honest but like it makes money and it's good for a night out with friends you know back in the day watching a horror movie at the cinema I do think it's culturally important, so I'll give it. I'll give it like. I'll give it an eight. I think it was a, in terms of, uh, personally. Ah, I don't know. Yeah, let me let me backtrack. 
In terms okay. of the effect of like and the the influence it has and the legacy, it's an eight out of ten for me. It's a solid movie. In terms of watching it and feeling uncomfortable and everything, I'll give it like a six point five. Like I'll never watch it again. You know what I mean? But it is a very very fantastically made movie. I think it's really really good. How about you? What do you reckon, mate? I'm kind of in the same boat as you, right? Because yeah. it's like how how do you really accurately rate this movie, right? Like, mm. okay. I'd have to give it like multiple different ratings because like okay the previous movies if it's a comedy movie I'm rating it as a comedy movie yeah yeah is this a horror movie is this a a thriller is this a horror movie like is it, is it, an, is it an art film you know yeah <laughs> like... yeah 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 exactly like what what is it right so it, it it's very hard for me to give it a rating yeah yeah right Mm. okay here's here's maybe how i'm gonna do it i'm gonna say audition eight out of ten do not recommend yeah perfect perfect yeah right like it's a good movie but the asterisk beside the eight is so catastrophically fucking huge that it has its own gravitational field. Yes, yes, yes. Stay the fuck away from this movie. <laughs> but if I you... mean, watch it if you're curious. I mean, I, I think, like, if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen it to, you know, because you're a sick fuck like us and you want to know what someone <laughs> thought of it. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely turn the lights on. Right, like, watch this like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't just... You wouldn't just listen to a review of Audition for fun. Unless you want to be spoiled by it, which, in which case, like... I don't, don't think, like, the you can. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> you can, but nothing quite prepares you for just, like, the the way it's set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Ugh, I've just seen her face, like, <laughs> when she's going the... Like this... So, you're going to give it an 8, but don't recommend. No. 100% agree with you. 100% it's, agree it, with you. Th- like, I know that that's like a weird, like, does not compute oxymoron, but... it, it I, I fully get you. I fully get uh-huh. you. I'm never going to watch this again, but it's a really well-made movie, and... Yeah, like I can't, I can't be like, ah, oh, this movie's fucking dog shit. It's not. It's like well-made, and it's great, but it's just so... Um, so not a movie I want to watch, mm, and like mm. I'll watch it because we're reviewing it. But like, this is a movie that I would never pick to watch intentionally, mm. ever. I mean, we choose in movies in this season that are kind of somewhat influential, like off cuff, like yes, underrated as well. So like, we did Battle Royale, which is very well known. We did Water Boys, which is like a really fantastic underrated Japanese comedy, and then this week we've done probably the most notorious horror outside of the grudge in the ring right um so yeah it we have to find some form of recommendation for the listeners you know what i mean um so yeah that was audition 1999 director takashi Mike. um probably a lovely guy in real life but i don't ever want to like be at his green room kind of meeting yeah i was gonna say like i never want to be anywhere near that man's basement yeah no no way no way like yeah um but i'm sure he's a nice Uh, unless there's a staircase nearby that i can yeet kick (laughs) yeet yeet. (laughs) just 
it's like on the Yomiuri Shimbun. <laughs> Director Mike got yeeted by the foreign by a foreigner in fucking Yokama or wherever. Just what happened? They were reenacting a scene from audition, and it right. went horribly wrong. <laughs> but yeah, um, do you have any ideas of what we want to do next week? Do you want to do an animated movie for everybody? Yeah, sure. Let's do an animated movie. Let's lighten up the mood if we can find one. Um, and yeah, we're three episodes into the Japan arc. We've got two more episodes and then we will move on. We'll get on the plane and we will fly to another part of uh, this side of the con- this side of the planet. And I'm really yep. excited for it. So, Dave, anything else to add? Nope. <laughs> I do. I really want to see you. So I, I really want to try and do the next podcast, like not remotely next time, because like I really miss like the face to face kind of, I, I would get into the movies like face to face and stuff. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next episode, man. So let's sort it out. And to right. our listeners at home, thank you for the support. We are back. Watch audition, but don't watch it. And we will see you next week. We promise we'll see you next week. So, Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.